The lesson today is going to actually be, we're going to start out with Psalms 37 and 7. Psalms 37 and 7. And that says, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. And the little thing I sent out you all was wait upon the Lord. Uh, Let's, in the study, this is what I ran across, you all. In the study, when I put in, what does it mean to wait upon the Lord? I actually read into the Mormon's Bible. And in the Mormon's Bible, they have, it was, uh, they call it an Alma, A-L-M-A 32 and 41. And they had a little, this what what this was. Now, uh, in the Mormon Bible, it's, it's according to the Book of Mormon now. This this is from the Book of Mormon. Alma was a Nephite prophet, which established the Church of Jesus Christ uh, in America during the reign of the wicked king Noah. I, I I don't know who that wicked king Noah was, but this is telling us when the Book of Mormon was uh, actually established. So therefore, what I'm saying, we have to be very careful as to what we're reading instead of just reading the scripture. And we have to pay attention to this stuff. And I, I, I thought I would bring that to your attention so you know uh, how to look out for all these di different different things. Uh, but to wait upon the Lord means, and I'm talking about the Christian, not the moment. In the Christian Bible, the Holy Bible that we study out of, to wait upon the Lord means planting the seed of faith and nourishing. Uh, and uh, it also means praying uh, as Jesus taught us to pray. Uh, that thy kingdom, remember in, in Matthew 6, he talked about, we pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And you can get Matthew 6 sometime and, and read it. We always, we know that. Uh, but just going on that now remember uh fifty days was uh past, was was called Pentecost. But I wanna we talked about it last week a little bit, but I wanna delve into that a little bit more and then we're gonna go down to uh what is waiting on the Lord mean to us today. Now, the term Pentecost comes from the Greek, and blah, 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 blah. I can't read all, all of that. It's the meaning of the fifth. It, it refers to the Jewish festival of Shabbat. We talked about that last week, the Jewish festival of Shabbat, which was the uh, Feast of Weeks, W-E-E-K-S. And that Feast of Weeks means Feast of 50 Days. And that was a tradition. That was a Jewish tradition that after Passover, there was a feast of 50 days after Passover. So Jesus knew what he was talking about. They were all gathered in the city to have a feast. And the feast was the Feast of Shabbat, what they were there for, a feast of weeks. Now, during the time of, G of Jesus' ascension in, in, into heaven, he, he, he specifically commanded them, the the Jew, the people, the disciples and all that was waiting. It was more than just the disciples that saw Jesus leave and go into heaven. They were all waiting. Uh, they said, Jesus specifically commanded them to wait in Jerusalem until the day of Pentecost has come. After being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart 
from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And that's in Acts 1 and 4. Uh, 1, it's Acts 1, verses 4 and 5. And you, you can look that up, jot that down and look that up. But what we want, I want to focus on something else. So I want to, we want to look at today, it started in Acts 2, 1 through 14. And that's what we're going to focus on, jump into something else, and we're going to end this. Acts 2, 1 through 14 reads, now this is when the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost. Remember, they were all there waiting for the feast. They all, all were there waiting for the feast. Not And at that time, while they were waiting, remember they had the Passover? Jesus had the Passover that Friday night with all his disciples. And the next, you know, later on that night, the next day, next morning early, he was crucified. Remember all of that? It said, now starting with verse 2, and verse 2 and 1 says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and come to the rest to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Uh as the Spirit enabled them. Verse 5 said, Now there were they were staying in Jerusalem, God's fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound in a crowd, the crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Verse 7 said, Utterly amazed, they asked, Are all these who are speaking Galileans, then how is it they that each of us hears them in our, our native language? This, this is when the Spirit of God had came in. Now, verse 9 says, Parthians, Meds, and Elamites, I'm spelling E-L-A-M-I-T-E-S, residents of Mesopotamia, Judah, and uh Cappadocia. There was in that verse, read it, you all, all the different people of all nations that were there. And both both the Jews and converts and converts, uh, converts, uh, C-O-N-V-E-R-T-S to Judaism and Christians and Arabs, they were all there. And verse 12 said, amazed and perplexed. They asked one another, what does this mean? They, they were all speaking a different language. There were some understood the, the language they were speaking, and some did not. They understood their own language. They heard their own language. And so they said, what does this mean? Verse 13 says, some, however, made fun of them and said, they have had too much wine. Too much wine. And after they said that, Peter had to go out and address the crowd. And I, I, I'm not going to go that far. Uh 14 says, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Again, that's what uh, Psalm 27 and 14. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you that. Psalm 27 and 14, New King's, New King's Version says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thy heart. 
wait, I say on the Lord. So this is real easy. This lesson is almost over, you all, because when you look back at it, they were all, even though Jesus told them this, these particular set of people that uh, was viewing his leaving, he told them to go wait in the upper room. Just wait there because I, I'm going to sit, like the father said, he's going to send a comforter. This was, but it was happening during the time of the normal uh, festival of weeks, or uh, they call it. Uh, it was it normally was like fifty days after uh, after Passover, and we you remember when Passover started? Remember when they were coming out of Egypt, and and Jesus told, and God told them to go in the room, shut your door. Shut your door and you put this blood across the, the mantle of the door. That's what they all had to do. And the spirit crossed around, the spirit of death crossed through the city. And, and if you did not know who, if you did not have this blood cross on your door, you perished. And most of the Egyptians didn't have it. So their, their first burn, their second burn, everybody was dead, was dropping dead. Mainly it was the first burn of the household that did not have this blood cross on it. Relate that to Passover. That's what Passover was originally about. So when it just happened that Jesus was being crucified during that season. And he had made a promise to everyone that you're not going to be alone anymore. You remember, this is when things was changing. Excuse me a minute, y'all. <coughs> this is when things were changing. Changing from the old way. Remember the old ways they had to take a goat or a dove or something to a priest. And the priest had to lay lay hands on a goat for the goat to go out in the wilderness for their skin, for their sins to be grow gone. But that only happened once a year. So God stopped doing the other way because they were so totally disobedient. But then he started doing a new way in the New Testament. This is when the new thing happened. He sent his son and his son was a sacrifice for us that we don't have to take no dove, no goat, don't have to go to no priest for nothing. We have, Once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in our heart, in our heart, we have direct access to the Father. There's no other way, and the, those that believe the Holy Bible, that is the only way. That is all color, all other religions that tell you different. So it's your choice as to how as to how you want to get to the Father. If you want to get to the Father, doing Buddha, uh, doing Joseph Joseph Smith, or, or whatever. Even I, I I worry about the Seventh Day Adventists because they look at Jesus as just another prophet. I, I, I'm not going to go into all of that, but we're going to study on the Holy Bible as to what it means to us, what it truly means to us. Now, uh, now in Romans 12, verses 17 through 19, get that, somebody. I have to keep drinking water because the enemy don't like me, but I don't care. At Romans 12, 17 through 19 says, uh, this is the King James Version. It says, recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, Avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto no wrath, unto wrath. 
for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, say the Lord. This is really, you all, what we're talking about, waiting on the Lord. He told them to go wait in the upper room until his Holy Spirit came in and they were able to receive the Holy Spirit. We know that it's a fact. And we know that the only way we can get to God is through Jesus. But this is some ammunition to get in your heart as to what you need to do in order to get closer to God and able to get to God and to be able, so, you know, we have all, all of us have a temperance. We have to decide what our temperance is. And if you wanted that study, I can give you the study. We, we can talk about it sometime. We can go deeper in to, you know, we have a spirit of discernment. We can know people attitude. That's a deep one. I think I've shared it with some of you all, but that's a deep, you know, people temperance. All of us have a temperance. It's what you want to believe. You don't want to believe it's your attitude. It's how you accept things. But God is saying to us, you know, when we look at the songs and we look at Romans 12, 17 through 19, this is what we have to do while we're waiting on the Lord. And waiting on the Lord is when you think of like a, a, a waiter in a restaurant. We've all been there. The waiter in the restaurant served you. He brings you whatever you need to need to have. The, the Father has given us the Holy Spirit to serve us, to direct us, to comfort us, give us peace, and share his word to make the soul clear your heart so you'll be able to receive the word of God. Verse 19 said, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves. We've all been in a whole bunch of battles, and sometimes you want to get people back. You really do. I, I tell you, you know, if you don't want to say it, you know you do because you're human. You you know you feel like getting back and saying, uh, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, say the Lord. If you allow, Jesus, allow God to do it, he'll repay our everything. You don't have to deal with it yourself. Again, back to Psalms 27 and 14. We don't have to go to the upper room anymore and wait. The Spirit of God, we receive the Spirit of God once we receive Jesus in our heart. That gives the doors open. Look, think about it. A door open. Think about opening any door, your front door. Think about opening. You're standing inside your house. Somebody knocks on the door. You open your doors. You open the door and come in. That's what we do. We we are in the, on the natural part. We're a mess. On the spiritual when we hear about what Jesus has done for us, what he can give us as he's standing there knocking the yard. And you see that picture, he's knocking for us to open the door. And he keeps knocking because he, he has no door. There's no doorknob on, on, on that picture on his side. He can't push. He's not going to bam the door and knock it down. He's not going to force no one. It's up to you. If you want to wait on the Lord, you you got to open that door yourself so that once you open the door, you can step in. You can step in to God's uh, presence. And he said, the worst verse said, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. When the winds come, the stones come, the hate come, all we got to do is be in good courage. Believe in God. If he did something for you in the past, he would do it again. His word said, God is faithful to his word. He doesn't change you all. And it said, and shall strengthen thine heart. He said, wait, I say, on the Lord. You know, that's pretty much all of the lesson. I, I, I want to encourage you all. Wait on God. You've seen him do some things in the past for you. We, we've gone through some grief. 
we've gone through some struggles. I I I I don't know if you're bold enough to sit down and, and write your own testimony. If you're bold enough to do that, try it one of these times. Be bold enough to write your own testimony as to what God has done for you. And uh, are you able to do that, what God has done for you? And he, whatever he's done before, he'll do it again. Don't try to do uh, evil for evil. Somebody do evil to you, don't try to go back and get them back. And you're wasting your time if you do that. Because when when you have trying to uh, get back somebody that you have hate in your heart, that's all it is. You have hate for your, when you have unforgiveness in your heart. The word of God tells us you, you can't go nowhere. He can't even hear your prayers. He can't even hear your prayers when you got unforgiveness in it, in, in your heart. And the word of God tells us to lay down all that mess. Get it out of the way and don't lean to your own understanding. Ask God. Lean on God and he'll, he, he'll direct you. When you lean on him to do it for you, when you wait on him to do it, when you know you got your house clean and you're able to get in his presence, right now the time is so vital. I, I, what else? I, I say this. I've been old. I've been young. I'm, and now that I'm old, there's one thing I've never seen. The righteous, the people in right standing forsaken are his saints begging bread. Like I said, my mom had 14 kids and I've never saw her beg anything. I never saw her beg anything, but she worked at. She they they taught us how to work 